Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to talk about for your pleasure. I am Matt Morris. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I don't know. To give our uneducated opinions about. Uh, what did I say? <laughs> a movie to talk about for your pleasure. <laughs> I was doing a uh, condom ad. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Mom, stop. Turn what? this oh, off. Sorry. Mom. Mom. Uh, I am Matt Morris. I am joined by my co-host. Gabe Whitehurst. And uh, Gabe. Yes. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um... Got my movie pass in the mail, everybody. Movie pass. Two proud movie pass owners here. Also, uh, again, not sponsored by movie yeah, pass. Yeah, sorry, not sponsored. Oh, who cares? You can still talk. You don't have to say not sponsored. Just so people don't think we're shills. Hey, whatever, man. I hope we get sponsored someday. I hope I, I would can love say we to. are sponsored. But by... I'm saying right now it's coming from a place of passion and love for movie pass. Yeah. So I've never had it. Uh, I, I got it today in the mail. This is Saturday, June 17th that we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I waited over a week. Hey man, we <laughs> business days. You're right, five to seven business days. We went and saw a movie last night. Mm-hmm. I waited to get my movie pass before I even went to work, <laughs> trying to like get it. Yeah, and didn't come in, so I had to pay. Here uh, for all of our Texas listeners, <laughs> I paid sixteen dollars and forty five cents to see a two D yeah. like drama, like not even a spectacle of a movie. <laughs> Just a just a two D movie. Save your thoughts for our mini so I will. I'm not saying what we okay. saw. I'm just saying sixteen forty five. Yeah. New York City prices. Kill me. I'm gone. Hey man. And honestly, sixteen dollars for some reason to me sounded low when you said it because I swear I have seen movie ticket prices like, like eighteen dollars yeah. for a two D showing. Oh really? Yes. Okay. I was not, gonna say three D. Hmm. I paid twenty dollars for three D for Pirates by accident, oh. but. Movie Pass reimbursed me because it was an error on their app. So, see, but it was twenty dollars. Anyway, yeah, Movie Pass is great. You can see unlimited movies for fifty dollars a month, one per day. One so per it, day. it's not truly unlimited, but it's one a day, which is like who's going to actually thirty-one movies? I'm not going to have time done. to do that. Yeah, so, no. it's a great deal. Um, my wife is now gone. <laughs> she left uh, me. <laughs> she she's in California uh, doing a show. She you is. made it sound like she was dead or I divorced you. <laughs> Sorry, she's not gone. <laughs> She's not physically where I am. She, yeah. yeah, she's in California doing a show. So I am uh, here with Matt alone for the <laughs> next. He's staying with me for the entire uh, three months. He's afraid not, to be alone in his apartment. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't uh, sleep alone at night. Um, uh, no, but she's gone for two months. So yeah, I got the movie pass. Thought it would be a good thing for Matt and I. And we're we have some minisodes coming of uh, mm-hmm. movies that are currently in theaters. Yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll get you some of that soon. Yep. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Hey man, life is life. Um, that's it. Hey, how many <laughs> how many times did you rewatch Godzilla last week after we <laughs> after we reviewed it? Because I um, I rewatched it like ten times because it's I, so good. Um, I have not gone to sleep before two a.m. because <laughs> I decided to watch that movie before. I, I went thought to sleep you looked a little bloodshot, yeah. eyes at work, and everything just tired and dragging. Just, yeah. Matt, what have you been doing, dude? I just. I couldn't put Godzilla down again. I've uh, I've been uh, like a CSI episode. I have all these uh, photos of the movie up, and I have all these red <laughs> yarn connecting all of the plot pieces. So yeah, all the pins in your wall. I wondered what those holes were. <laughs> I take it down before you yeah. get here, so you don't think I'm crazy. It's one of those chalkboards that you flip to the other side. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, nothing, man. Just 
Just uh, living that good old life. Living the dream. Uh, okay. Sophie comes back on the 26th. Yeah. We're in single digit days for me. So all your, right, your wife left you and mine is coming back to me. Yes. This is a <laughs> payback for all the jokes I've made at your expense over true, the last true. six months. Yes. All right. Is that it? That's it. That's it, man. So uh, this is June and we're talking about a perfect murder. Pickpocket to car thief to con man, till you found out that you had a way with the softer sex. No doubt looking for that mother you can barely remember. A life made up completely of depressing little scams until now. Did you get all that? All that is for sale, Winston. The hell of it is that you're not half bad with a brush. Thank you. Call rehabilitation. It's called a con, and my wife is the grand prize, but you set your sights just a little too high this time. She loves me. She loves David Shaw, your invention. Not that it matters, because you've made a fundamental miscalculation. Now, you play it out. Love conquers all. Emily divorces me. She marries you. Given your history, her advisors are going to insist upon a prenup. So you might storm the castle, but you ain't getting the keys to the treasure room ever. I don't care about that. The petty swindler doesn't care about a trust fund that can buy fucking Barstow. Why don't you cut the shit? You care or we would not be having this conversation. The only thing that stops you from bolting right now is bad genes and, and greed. Now what? Choices. I can tell Emily exactly who you are, and life will imitate art. You become a starving painter. Game over. Or? Or you can cash out. Cash out? Half a million dollars. Tax-free. Is for walking away from her? I said tax-free. I didn't say free. What's 500 grand for? Killing my wife. Yeah, so A Perfect Murder uh, is the epitome of an average film. I think it's pronounced epitome. <laughs> Are you making a uh, dumbbells uh, knock there? Uh, no. I feel like uh, no. Ryan Stenger says the epitome a lot. Oh, he, he there's a comedian, Brian Regan, mm. who uh, has a show called The Epitome of Hyperbole, mm -hmm. and he says it's the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> He's the cup uh, of dirt guy, right? I, I, uh, I don't know. Okay. He's great, though. So I think he is. If the dumbbells say uh, epitome, then good for them. I'm going to say it. What's epitome. up, Stanger? <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Stanger. I don't think he's listening. And it's, Eugene Cordero. It's the epitome of like average. It's not mediocre. I think it's still good. Yeah, but it's it, average. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I, it's just not, it's not. It's going to be maybe not difficult to talk about, but it difficult and <laughs> not that the subject <laughs> matter is difficult. <laughs> this is going to be hard. I for cannot me. <laughs> handle it. Yeah. I just mean that it's. It's just like it's there. Yeah, these are like this is the least amount of notes that I think I've had, and yeah. I think I said that for the Newton Boys, but I have less notes than the Newton Boys. Right. This is a well crafted, well scripted, well executed movie. Yeah. But it's not something. It's not like Seven, where you're like blown away. Yeah. It's not that. It's just sort of a yeah. It's okay. there. It's, it's an, an entertaining night of of film, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I would I would maybe watch it again, but we'll get into that later. Let, let me give it a shot at the tagline or what's it called? The byline? Uh, the 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 uh, tagline. Yeah, I thought it wasn't. You no, no. Th- there's a tagline and a logline. Logline. They serve similar purposes, but they're different. So wait, what is this? The tagline? This is the tagline. What's a tagline again? <laughs> a tagline is the text on the poster. A logline is like a one sentence recap of what a movie's about. Uh, typically for screenwriters to pitch scripts to somebody. Got it. So here's the tagline. Yes. <clears throat> Husband, wife, lover, a dangerous affair, a perfect murder. Except not so perfect of a murder. No, it actually goes horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this movie had a $60 million budget, had a $68 million gross, so it made some money. Cool. Uh, it stars Michael Douglas. Gwyneth Paltrow. Hey now. And Vigo Mortensen. Love Vigo. Hey now. Also for Vigo. Yeah, Vigo. Um, and Michael Douglas, really. Just hey now for everyone. They're all just... Michael Douglas is one of those guys that's like, he's again, he's around, but I don't... like. If you said name a Michael Douglas movie right now, I couldn't do it for you. Romancing the Stone. Okay. Wait, is that him? Oh, crap. I need to, <laughs> See, I need to, I need See to what check. I'm talking about? <laughs> well, okay, Wall Street. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, he's famous for Wall Street. Okay. Uh, yeah, Michael Douglas is romancing the stone. <laughs> See, you know more about Michael Douglas than I do. So. I mean, he's great. Yeah, I, he was good in this movie. Yeah, I respect him. Yeah. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, she's been in some uh, Wes Anderson stuff, um, but she also has a bunch of other credits in the early 90s. She was in um, um, the Romeo and Juliet movie. Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love. Which is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, it came out, I think, 96 she's or something. She's in the Iron Man movies so. as Miss Pepper Potts. Yes. Um, she's in that Country Strong movie or something where she's a country singer. <laughs> Was that Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, she, she, she's in a lot, man. She's good. She's Paltrow. She's an interesting person. She's in some uh, Ben Affleck movies like when they were dating back in the 90s. She dated? Ben Affleck? I think she was married to Brad Pitt and dated Ben Affleck. Oh, and I, I didn't know she was married to Brad Pitt. They got divorced in, I think, right before this. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, she also uh, was married to Chris Martin from Coldplay. And they had mm, a child. They yeah. named uh, Apple. Yeah. Uh, Granny Smith, a.k.a. <laughs> yeah. Granny Smith. The name is, <laughs> first name Granny, middle name Smith, last name Apple. Wait, here, how do you think she likes this? On IMDb... No joke. She's described as, quote, a tall, wafer-thin, <laughs> <laughs> delicate beauty. Who do wrote you, that? Do you think that she appreciates that? <laughs> Dude, I think she has that written on her wall as like a motivational thing. Like, gotta get ripped. Wait, no, I gotta get wafer wa- thin. Like, that's, um, that's like sad. Like, a tall, wafer-thin, delicate beauty. Like, yeah. that doesn't make her feel strong. To be called a delicate beauty is kind of demeaning, I think. Oh, dude, she's in seven. What's in the box? Oh, she isn't. Oh, yeah, she's in the box. Oh, she's in the box. <laughs> That's a spoiler no. for seven. <laughs> oh um, man. Yeah. So, so Gwyneth, she's got a long career. Yeah. Um, Viggo Mortensen, most popular in Lord of the Rings, obviously. Sure. Uh, you like the road? I haven't seen it. Um, uh, I like the book. I oh, like the okay. Movie. I thought you liked the yeah. movie. All right. I, I watched um, Hidalgo the other day. <laughs> that was a good movie. It was what entertaining. It's an old. 90s movie about a big horse race in Arabia and it's like a it's good it's good the name is kind of like familiar to me like early 2000s actually it's a Disney movie it's pretty good okay All right. well those are the main stars of the movie Um, and and we already said the tagline but um, some 
I guess I only really had one piece of trivia. Um, many of the artworks featured in this film are Morton's own, yeah. which I thought was cool. Yeah. Uh, he he plays an artist in the movie, uh, and he has like he lives in an abandoned loft in like Greenpoint, uh, Greenpoint New York, or something in Brooklyn. Yeah, um, and he just has a ton of artwork around, so it's cool. Well, it's to know his th- studio, man. That's his. Yeah, it's, don't don't say it's abandoned, dude. It's artistic. <laughs> I think somebody at some point makes a joke about him living in an abandoned apartment or something. Also, aren't you just jealous of people like him? He's a true Renaissance man. You think in, so? In real life. I mean, if this is his real work, like he, he rides horses. Mm-hmm. He's like a farmer. He gets to fight people all the time. He gets to make love to Gwyneth Paltrow on, in movies. <laughs> like, who is this guy? Like, I'm just um, jealous of Viggo Mortensen. I also saw a tidbit of trivia that was uh, they to gear up for the sex scenes in the oh, movie yeah. to calm Gwyneth Paltrow down because I guess she was just nervous to like be naked Maybe, and I don't writhing know. around with a man in a bed. Um, sh- he s- sang her like Argentinian love songs. love songs. Yeah. And it was funny because the quote also said he wasn't sure if that made her more nervous. <laughs> yeah, that creeped her out more. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll take it. If I were her, I'd be like, thanks, Vigo. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Uh, another important thing is this is a remake of an Alfred Hitchcock thriller named Dial M for Murder. It's kind of similar um, in kind that of. a husband wants to murder his wife for yes, money, possibly, right. <laughs> but really nothing else is similar. Yes, and if we, if I had to say one of the two, you need to watch Dial M for Murder. It's Hitchcock all the way. Yeah, who directed? <laughs> it's a great movie. Who directed this? I don't even remember. Gosh, but, I love that movie. That yeah. that could be my favorite Hitchcock movie. Yeah. It is phenomenal. Uh, some scores. Uh, 50 on Metascore, 6.5 on IMDb, 3 stars from Ebert, and 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. So like I said, average movie. Yeah. Middle of the road. Average movie. Yeah. That's exactly right. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no. I, I have the, the same things. The, the director, um, Andrew Davis, he directed The Fugitive, which is another like average movie. It's a, okay. it's a yeah. good, entertaining night of film. 90s as well, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, it was like really violent, and yeah. I was super sensitive, and now it's like whatever, but... <laughs> You're you know, so I'm, desensitized. I'm just, I have no soul now. <laughs> uh, but he directed uh, The Fugitive. He also directed Holes. Did he really? Yes. Quite a shift in tone from Holes. I know. And then a, a terrible Schwarzenegger movie called Collateral Damage, which I also used to like uh, as a kid. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought that was more recent. Collateral Damage. It, it is more recent in terms yeah. of his like older oh, okay. movies. Like yeah. I think it was like the late 90s or early 2000s. Uh, okay. I thought it was like 2005 or something. Um, well, know. you know what, Matt? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna find out. Prove me wrong right now. Collateral, buddy. not Collateral Beauty. Two, <laughs> 2002. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. More recent. Yeah. Yeah. So there uh, you go. Cool. All right. So we will jump in. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, who is Emily in the movie, uh, is having sex with a guy, yeah. David, who mm-hmm. is Viggo Mortensen. Um, but she's with Michael Douglas, who is Steven. So we're married get, to him, yes. Yeah. So so we get all of that just kind of in the first ten minutes. Um and then, uh, she, so she just had sex. That's the opening scene. It's just like them just having sex in like the first two or three minutes and the credits are rolling or whatever. She leaves and she goes back home to Michael Douglas. And uh, we kind of learn that there's some tension. Uh, there's not really like Michael Douglas may be a little controlling or Gwyneth Paltrow is obviously not satisfied because she's with David. Yeah. So there's already some tension there. Just kind of building what's what's going to happen. Um, they attend a party at the Met. Um Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Vigo 
uh, meet in private, like on the side. Like in a hallway somewhere, yeah. I, I don't know if he's supposed to be there or she doesn't think that he is. Or uh, I mean, he's an artist, so maybe he's yeah, and he got invited. To be there, maybe, yeah. 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 Um, but Michael Douglas, uh, <laughs> while they're talking, like finds them and kind of interrupts them. He says, uh, I, I leave you alone for one minute and you found a man to Is that your Michael Douglas impression? Because no, you not. changed your voice enough to make I it did. sound like an I impression. Cha- I, I started it and then I got nervous and I pulled back because <laughs> he has like a sharp it's not definitely not like that. That's like that's like lower a, that's like Wisconsin. But yeah. It's it's like a Oh, I don't know how to describe it. You were kind of William H. Macy there. Definitely. <laughs> that was like a Fargo impression. But he's like, I leave you alone for you know two minutes and you, you've already found a man to... Yeah. So all, uh, Setting it up to make you feel like... It's, he's like suspecting a little bit, yeah. maybe already at this point that there's something happening. Or he, yeah, he knows. I don't, we don't know. They yeah. haven't told us. But. We don't know at this point. Um, David lives in... Or uh, Stephen works in finance, so that's important. Um, Emily works for the UN. So she's like a strong kind of independent character we're learning yeah. early on. She's an interpreter, I think. Yeah, she's an interpreter. So um, the scene we get introduced, she's just like, there's somebody from another country talking and she like says, he gave this exact speech yeah, it, it, a month it, ago. It doesn't matter at and all. And hands it to <laughs> some woman. Yeah. I don't know what it means. It but goes nowhere. She's know. smart. That's what we get from she's that. She's smart. She's yes. smart and strong. Um, and she don't need no man. She don't need and, no man, dude. <laughs> uh, David lives in an abandoned warehouse. I wrote that as a question. I don't know why. I guess I was just <laughs> putting what scene it is. But they, again, do the sex. They Dude, do I don't know if it's abandoned. It's Brooklyn. It's Greenpoint. He has it's a studio. A, it's abandoned. It's abandoned. He has an elevator. It's like a working building. Michael Douglas makes a joke about it later. He says wow. that he's like squatting in an apartment. And it makes sense based on the character that yeah, yeah. Is. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're right. So it, it's an abandoned warehouse. All right, I'm standing all right, all right. my ground. Fine. I would say it's a warehouse, but go yes. ahead. Yes. Uh, so they do the sex, like I said, again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at this point, Stephen calls David and says he wants to check out his work. So Emily's still there. And so she hears the phone call and knows that uh, David or Stephen is at least interested in meeting with David. But yeah. she doesn't know the scope of what's happening yeah. at this point. And, and he does that because. He catches them at the, at the at the Met. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Oh, they act like they don't know each other." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Yeah, you should go see his art. He's really good." And so he's Michael Douglas's quote, following up, following up, uh, fake following up. <laughs> like, I'd love to swing by and check out your work. Yeah. Um. So Stephen goes to David's place, and he, are like, we're getting into it already. So this is, I guess, like the inciting incident if you're talking yeah, about I mean there's been team. more but we're not we're just gonna skip over it yeah but. there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff that while purposeful uh we don't need to talk about yeah yeah we'll just say that so he confronts him already about having sex with Emily like he knows that yeah. it's happening uh, what does he say uh, I don't remember you're much better at remembering like, he says things. uh he's like how it's been good to blank 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 and how how long do you think you'll keep um Effing my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he drops the bomb, and then there's and like, like some Whoa. music to play. Yeah, <laughs> so immediately we're into it. Um, and so Stephen did research on David. He knows that he was in jail. He knows that he's using a fake name. He knows that he's been kind of like courting. He's rich done this women. before. Yeah. yeah. So he's a con artist. So yes. Stephen knows that. Stephen accuses him of trying to get Emily to divorce him and take his money. So that's like his thing. Is like he gets with rich married women gets them to divorce. But I think also at this point, Stephen is like, she didn't sign a prenup. So it's not even worth your time because she's not getting anything from me. Right, right. Um, and so 
he offers him 500k to kill Emily at this point. So at at this point in the movie, I was like so interested. I was like, wow, we are in this. We're in, yeah. yeah. And and you really think he? And I think he kind of does. Like I think he loves her. I don't know if he loves her. I don't know. He, uh, he's very good. At, Vico's yeah. good in this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know where he lands. At this point, I wasn't. I didn't think that he did. At this point, I was like, yeah, he was just in it for the money. But later on, you kind of get hints that maybe. Yeah. He kind of has like some is. remorse issues when he thinks, well, mm-hmm. wow, wow, wow. Which makes it interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he offers 500K to kill Emily. He says he'll give him 100K now and 400K later. Um, and so he just gives uh, David some time to think about that. And he walks outside and he sends an envelope with pictures of David and Emily like kissing, engaging. And it's, he puts like a ransom note in it. Yeah. Sends it to himself. Yeah. And he, he basically, and it's like entrapment. Like he basically forces David to do it because he says that uh, David uh, Vigo asks him, well, what if I say no? Yeah. And he's like, well, if you say no, then, you know, the cops are going to find out about you and all this stuff and know where you are and you'll get arrested and you'll go to prison. And so he basically forces him to do it. So yeah, Michael Douglas leaves kind of like a baller. Like he says something and walks away like, yeah. without <laughs> letting Vigo respond. Like, yeah. And yeah, he goes out to the mail mails a bunch of photos of her and Vigo making out and says like it says like ain't love grand or yeah, something like in, I think I think it does say in that. like that cheesy like you cut out like letters <laughs> yeah. from magazines and you paste them on a piece of paper. That was a fun little craft <laughs> yeah, project yeah, for yeah. Uh, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why didn't they have that scene like him with Elmer's <laughs> glue and, like a little kid scissors a cigar in his mouth <laughs> yeah. as he's sipping like brandy just yeah. cutting him yeah. Uh and that's what he th- he throws that in the mail mm-hmm. and um and and moves on. Yep. And the next scene, it looks like David is going to do it. He's like rummaging through his apartment and he like opens this envelope that has art in it and there's a gun that yeah. just falls out. Like it's a gun out. And then um, we also learn at this point that it is true. He searches out rich women because we see like information or I guess like his last hits, if you want to call them that, mm-hmm. yeah. people that he's already extorted. Yeah. He has like a weird folder. Like he's proud of it. Yeah. It was weird. I don't know. I, if I. Per- this is not incriminating, I hope. But if I was a killer, I would want to. <laughs> if I was a killer, I would want to get rid of all of that kind of stuff. Well, he's not a killer. He just robbed. Well, okay. These women. Well, if I was an extortionist, yeah. If I was a con man, right. That that's why I thought it was kind of dumb because yeah. he pulls out literally like this purple like construction paper because he's an artist and he's like all artsy, and he cut out these newspaper articles and like glued them to a piece of paper and he's just sort of admiring them. Yeah, and then that doesn't go anywhere. He just does it one time, and it's over. But it's, it's just exposition yeah. that most people aren't going to question. But it's, it's dumb. We do a podcast where we talk about right. movies, so we're going to think about it. Right. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I wasted twenty seconds on it, but oh my it's gosh, bad. twenty seconds. These people are never going to get back. So, um, Stephen briefs David. So David comes over to the apartment. Um, so he briefs him about his house, essentially, like how it's laid out what david needs to do to get in he le- he said he's gonna like take emily's key and leave it on this pipe outside and leave mm-hmm. a deadbolt unlocked so he can get in yep um and then he also pays david at this point yeah and uh, did were you watching that scene uh really tense because michael douglas is is walking vigo through the house and he's like first you're gonna open the door Second, you're going to deadbolt this. Third, you're going to get the key and put it here. Fourth, you're going to kill my wife. Fifth, fifth, you're going to do this. And Vigo's like super chill. And I was like, dude, if that was me, I'd be like, wait, can we can we run through this one more time? Dude, he's a con man. <laughs> 
He's like, his... he's like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, and he's like following him perfectly. <laughs> I would have been like, let's stop and let's just go back to the beginning, like maybe once or twice more. It'd be because... funny if it was like Inside Out, where we just peer inside his head, and it's like his little like crazy person like running around his head, like yeah. Ah! Ah! <laughs> but that's <laughs> what what, I that's do? me as like my super scared, just like anal personality. I was like, wait, you need to go over this plan again because because Vigo says, well. What if everything goes to hell yeah. or, or something? And he's like, it won't. Yeah. And uh, uh, little uh, do you know. Little does he know. <laughs> <laughs> it does. So um, Stephen surprises Emily and they go to lunch. So she initially had plans with David to go like to his apartment yeah. and have lunch. Or a little tryst. A little tryst. Uh, and so Stephen kind of throws a wrench in that, invites her to lunch. They go out to lunch. Um, and then... I was so confused by this, but I guess it makes sense after having seen the movie. David goes out to the city and sees her getting out of a car that Steven is in, and he's just like enraged. He's like mad about it. He's yeah. so mad. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess he's in love. This woman is different than the other beautiful women that he. Yeah, I yeah used. I think so. I think they just set it up to make you. The vibe that I got is that he's he sets up this like sexy lunch with like one. <laughs> by the way like, I have tons of those <laughs> who does a sexy lunch I yeah. don't know but he sets it up in his apartment in his crappy abandoned warehouse apartment with flowers and candles and she's not there he's waiting he's waiting because she was surprised by Mike by uh, Stephen Michael Douglas Stephen Stephen yeah, and and she's like freaking out like oh my gosh I have to break plans whatever so Vigo then just shows up and watches them from afar like say goodbye after lunch and you can tell he's like super mad. Yeah, the camera like zooms in on him really quickly and this like dramatic music yeah. plays. And yeah. so then it was at this point in the movie I think they they had to use that or they thought they did which they didn't. They used that to make you think now he's in. Now yeah. now he's mad at her and so he's going to kill her. Oh, really? I didn't get that impression at all. Okay, oh, that's interesting. I did because right after this she calls him mm -hmm. and she's like I'm so sorry and he's painting a picture of her. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay. he's like destroying it. He's, yeah, he's mad. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like throwing. Paint on yeah, it. he's slinging Going paint on, on it. it. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, he's Jackson Pollocking the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while he's on the phone and he's acting like he's nice, but he's really pissed. And so. Whatever. Yeah, I guess I interpreted it as he might actually love her, and so. Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah, I think, okay. I think he does, and he's mad, he's pissed that she broke lunch, but he has to understand she yeah. was surprised. Yeah, I just I guess I wasn't thinking that, that was a catalyst for him to go through with the murder. Oh, okay. If you get what I'm saying. Maybe it wasn't. That's just how I was like, oh, okay. They made, they made him like want to do it now. Yeah. So. Okay. So uh, Emily tries to get Stephen to stay. Uh, he says he has, or he says no and preps the apartment for David. So I guess he has like a poker match. Is that what this point is? Uh, yes. He, so yeah, he has like yeah, a poker he, night He has a, car, a card game. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Douglas has a weekly card game. That's his, his alibi yeah. for her to get murdered. Yeah, but um, as she like gets ready for her bath and everything, he like takes her keys and puts it where he says he was going to put it for David. Right. Um, and then just like gets the area ready. Right. Um, so at this point, David sneaks into the apartment. Um, and uh, while it's, so it's like, it's, it's two scenes happening at once. So it's David sneaking in the apartment and then it's also um, uh, Stephen playing poker with his friends. So it's two things happening at once. Um, so while playing poker, Stephen calls the apartment and, and so he calls twice. So one of them is to like wake up his computer or something, which yeah. is important later. Yeah. But the other one is just to get her out of the bath. 
Yeah, to answer the phone. To answer this the was phone. part of the plan, yes. Yeah. Uh, so she's in the bath. She gets out of the bath, which I don't know why you wouldn't just have the guy sneak in and shoot her in the back of the head or something. Well, I guess he wanted to make it look an accident, He addressed right? that. He, yeah. Because Vigo said, why can't I just kill her in the bathtub? Yeah. He said, if you do that, it looks like a murder. Yeah. If she's out of the bathtub, it needs, it needs to look like she was surprised. So that's why he says, I'm going to call the house. You let her answer the phone. When she's on the phone, then you can attack her. I got you. And because it'll look more like a random occurrence. If, yeah. you, if you kill her in the bath, it looks like a total setup, like it was planned. Then you just go in the bathroom, you <laughs> say, get out of the bath, and when she gets uh, up, you shoot her. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, uh, I'm not a career you know. criminal, so <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, hearsay. This is just me. Look, uh, I've spouting. done this before. <laughs> I've done this many times, and he was right. Yeah, the okay. cops are after me, actually, so I have to leave. No. Um, so she gets out of the bath and she goes and uh, answers the phone and she could start to choke from behind and there's a there's a squabble there and uh, just a very clever piece of storytelling uh, earlier there was a maid who made them a roast yes. and used a meat thermometer to check the temperature of the meat yes. and when she was done she put it in the sink now Emily is getting choked by the sink and she grabs a knife and the guy stops her and then uh, she grabs a meat thermometer from the sink and stabs him in the neck Yes. So, yeah, a little um, foreshadowing, kind of eh, eh, cool, I guess. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, in, in the original, it's a throwback to the original film. In the, in the original movie, she uses scissors, mm -hmm. um, but it's the same choreography. Yeah. Like, she's on top of a desk. This guy's choking her. She, the, the, she was like wrapping a gift or something earlier, and there's this sharp pair of scissors, and she uses that to kill this guy. Yeah. So it was a nice little touch. Yeah, I guess Hitchcock can pull it off, but I don't know. I just felt like... Uh, w when they did this and like did a close up on the meat thermometer in the sink, I was oh, like, that's yeah. kind of lame. I mean, you know, you know, it's going to be like in film class. We always learned that in any movie, if they show you an object, yeah, it's like let's check off right the gun on the wall must exactly, be fired like, by the third actor. Exactly, whatever. like if they yeah. if they take time to show you something, they're going to come back to it. And yeah. she murders him, or she doesn't murder him; she kills him with a meat thermometer. Pretty brutal. Stabs him in the neck. There's blood everywhere. Stephen returns home to find David dead. Uh, and so he like goes into like, but it's not David though. We don't know that yet. You just, well, you just said David. It. Sorry. You know, we don't know that yet, but it's fine. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> David. I was like, wait, did Matt miss that? It's no. not David. No, it's, uh, we don't know that at that point, but sorry, sorry, sorry. it's fine. It's fine. Man. He finds a man dead, finds a man dead. Uh, and so he goes into like a tizzy and obviously like things didn't work out as planned. So he starts sabotaging like his plan. So he goes back and like, picks the lock hole out of the lock on the door and like tries um, to make it look like a true break-in yeah and like goes to the body and like grabs the keys out of the pocket and takes the key off and puts it back on emily's key ring yeah um which is important stuff later um and then a detective asks some questions so this guy is suspicious of him who's great by the way he great actor good. david suchet suchet no i don't know that's his name yeah. um yeah but he plays uh Famously known for Poirot, Poirot, P P O I R O T, is a French investigator. Yeah, it's a series on Netflix. I just uh, you lost me. So sorry, I don't, I don't sorry. <laughs> he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah. He's a great actor. Okay. Um, so the detective is asking him questions, and he asks him like, you know, your sh your shoe prints are in the blood next to the body. Why were you there? Were you leaning over him? What were you doing? And Steven tries to play it off. Like, I was just checking to make sure this dude was dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
Uh, and then they lift the ski mask up, and it's not David. It's not Vigo. It's not Vigo. It is a random guy that we have no idea who it is. And so we are like, <gasps> yeah. And Kirk Douglas has a little reaction. He's like, what? And the d- detective goes, are you? He's like, are you okay? You, yeah. You look a little shocked. He's like, do you know this man? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, I've uh, no, never seen him before. Um, legit got me. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. I was surprised. Me too. Yeah. Good, good. They did, I don't know, they did everything right at this point. It was, yeah. it was great. It was good. Um, so Stephen and Emily are questioned at the police station just about their alibis. And uh, Emily might be like tried for like manslaughter or something, right? Like it's because... I don't remember. I don't think so. Because... They're trying to. The defense is trying to make it seem like she had to defend herself, but there's like a question about whether or not it was like a small thing that never really hmm. came back. Okay, I, just, I missed it. Yeah, there was just like a, a question about whether or not like I, I don't know. It was weird. I felt like it was weird to have it in there. Yeah, like that was just kind of some lawyer jargon. They jargon jargon, jargon. <laughs> lawyer jargon. Some lawyer jargon they threw in there. I just remember at the house uh, when the detectives meet up after talking to Day, uh, Michael Douglas. One of them says, "Well, I believe her. What about him?" Yeah. And the main the main detective, uh, David, yeah. David Suchet, is like, "I don't know yet." That dude's already he's super suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Stephen's life is just crashing down around him. Um. David is like messing with him at this point. Like he like calls him. Uh, I think he calls him later, but he like it's clear that David uh is like kind of terrorizing him now. He calls him and has a recording. Yeah. Uh. Of. Michael Douglas basically asking him to murder his wife. And he yeah. plays it on the phone. He's like, meet me at this diner, blank, blank, blank. Yeah. I think that was after this, but I wrote that David is messing with him and I can't exactly remember what he did at this point, but I think he like sent him something in the mail maybe. Um, but yeah, Emily is, mm, okay. is going to leave him and uh, basically like his assets, like his bonds and his stocks are all like deteriorating. He's in financial trouble. Yeah. Sure. So he's yeah. just losing money. Um, Emily and her friend pieced together that Stephen might be uh, trying to kill her right. at a bar. He had a life insurance policy on her on her for like $10 million. Yeah, it was a lot of money. So if she dies, he gets paid out, and they were mm-hmm. like, oh. Yeah. Um, Emily, at this point, does some pretty sleuthy stuff and uh, talks to like this tax person uh, oh, in the yeah. government. And uh, he's like, hey, just so you know, this is pretty immoral to like give you this information. Yeah. But she has a hookup because she worked at the UN. So whoever this person was at the UN got her to meet this guy. Yeah, and he reveals to her everything about her husband's finances. He's like, look, your husband's uh, holdings are dying. He's losing all this money. He's going to mm-hmm. default. He's going to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Margin call. Just solidifying her. Yeah. Her, you know, theory. Suspicion. Yeah, suspicion. Um, and so Emily at this point goes to the detectives and tells them like, hey, he's losing all of his money. Um, so I'm just like worried that he's probably trying to kill me. And then that's when she knows he's already a suspect. Like the guy's like, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's at this point where David blackmails Steven with mm. a recording. So okay. he, he okay. calls him and he plays a recording from earlier from them talking together. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. Do you? Well, it's, it's just the, a replay of the scene where he's walking through the apartment saying, this yeah, is, yeah. like, maybe you can use this, you can kill her here, you could, like, it has to look like this. Yeah. So it's when he was briefing him in his own apartment, not not the art studio apartment, but David's apartment. Yeah. Or, uh, Dave. Steven. Steven. God, I'm getting him. David so is Viggo Morton. Sorry, Steven's Steven. apartment. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's apartment. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And Emily finds out that the key from the dead dude was on her keychain. So she like looks up who this guy was. She finds out where he lives. So she goes to like the Bronx or something and she like uses the key to get into his apartment. And so she's like, oh crap, like this is this dude's key that tried to kill me. Yes. So at this point she realizes the key on my key ring is not mine. Mm -hmm. It's his, this man who broke into my apartment tried to murder me. And she realizes that the only person who could have put that key there is her husband Mm -hmm. because he got home. He fishes in the dead guy's pocket for Gwyneth Paltrow's key. Mm Mm-hmm. Pulls a key out. Little does he know it's not her key. Yeah. It's this guy's key. The, the, the dead guy took her key on the outside of the room, uh, outside of the apartment, unlocked the door, and put it back. Mm-hmm. And Michael Douglas did not plan for that. He thought Vigo would keep the key. So he pulls this key out of the pocket. He thinks it's her key. He puts it on her key ring. So that is what basically implicates him, mm-hmm. at least for now. She's like, oh my gosh, this is my husband obviously put it there. Yeah. So she goes and confronts Stephen at this point and is like, why was there a dead dude's key on my key ring? And he pulls out the uh, the pictures from yes. earlier in defense of himself. My question is, a little uh, a plot hole here, or just like an oversight. If he sent himself the pictures and he just pulls it out of his desk, why is that in any way proof that it was sent to him? Because he could have just put stamps on there. He could have just put his <laughs> right, name on the front. Uh, we, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I mean, know. it's not. I feel like it should have gone to Emily yeah. somehow. It's enough to make someone be like, oh, someone mailed this to you. Yeah. And like some dumb person. <laughs> but you're right. It's but not Emily's proof. like a super smart person. So I don't know if she would fall for that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. You're, you're true. Whatever. You're whatever. true, bro. I'm true, dude. You're, you're true, dude. I know. I'm true. I'm the true, true. Straight up true, dude. Um, so Stephen exposes David for being a criminal at this point. Tells her, hey, he's like conning all these women and their money. Um, and so Stephen tries to convince Emily that he thought David was the dead dude. And that's why he moved the key to protect her. Yeah, I did it to protect you. Yeah. And so you think at this point, maybe he's convincing her. Maybe he's going to flip this. Oh, that that got me. Yeah. I, so I, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so screwed. When she's like, you're the only one who could have moved the key. Why'd you do it? And he said, well, I did it to protect you. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? And he said, he threatened violence against you. He's done this to all these women. He shows her all the files. She doesn't believe him. He's like, did he mention uh, uh, Boca Raton? Not Boca, not Boca Raton. <laughs> uh, Belize. Yeah, yeah, Belize. And she's like, yes. And he's like, look at this file. And he had done the same thing to another person. Mm-hmm. And so he got away with like I was like, oh, you're smooth, man. Like you, if you did that on the fly, mm-hmm. you're a smart guy. Yeah, did that on the fly. You're a smart guy. Yeah, <laughs> put that on a pillow. Yeah, a pillow. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I was thinking a t-shirt or something. Okay, t-shirts right. cool too. Whatever. We'll Whatever. make those shirts. Rewind cinema. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> pillow t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, so Stephen goes to David's apartment. Um, but he left, so, so David left Stephen a note for him to go to Washington Square Park. He said, Ch- plans have changed, and he like dangles uh, Emily's wedding ring from earlier because she left it there by accident. It's like a small thing. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I guess they were just using it for this moment. I guess. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, so Stephen gives the money to David in Washington Square Park and uh, watches him leave, and then a truck goes by, and classic just Stephen <laughs> is somehow a ninja and is yep. gone. Michael Douglas disappears. Yeah, and David is like super paranoid. He's running, like walking through the park, like looking everywhere. He gets on the subway and he's like holding the money because he just got paid. So he's like holding yeah. the money really close. Four hundred grand. Four hundred grand. Um, he gets on a train, uh, like a real train, not a train, like a subway train. train. He has it. He buys a car, like a private car. Yeah, and he's going to Canada, I think. Going to Canada. Yeah. 
Um, and so he like gets in his train car and he's really paranoid and somebody knocks on his door and you think it might be Steven, but it's not. And then he opens his bathroom door and just gets stabbed in the stomach by Steven. Yeah. And Steven's wearing an American psycho, uh, like, yeah. uh, like, like garbage bag, garbage bag garbage outfit bag. thing yeah. <laughs> to murder him. Yeah. yeah. And it's important to note that Steven got that by going to David's apartment. And when he was there, he like, there was a call for a, like a, they were confirming his ticket. Which yeah, I don't think uh, they do, but I guess in the yes. context of this movie, they were like, "We're just confirming your uh, right. your six thirty train ride to Canada." Yeah, so yeah. he knew he was going to take a train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back when people had voicemail machines in their yeah. home. <laughs> um, and so Stephen is dead at this point, but then he also, or not Stephen, David is dead at this point, but then he also lets Stephen know that he sent mail to Emily. Um, and then the the well, he says he sends her a note, right? What is it? Well, he sends her the recording. Oh, he sends her the recording. Another yeah. copy of the recording of Michael Douglas asking him to murder her. Yeah, like such a sleazy thing to do, though. Yeah. I mean, he just paid you $500,000, dude. I know, dude. Like, come on, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, not cool. But then there would be no tension. So Michael Douglas rushes home mm-hmm. to intercept the package. He rushes home. He finds the package. He sees Gwyneth Paltrow out looking at their beautiful view of On New York balcony. City in the yeah. balcony. Yeah. He takes it. He hides it in the safe along with uh, the money that he stole back from David. And then um, I think Emily, I guess, is suspicious. And so she gets into the safe when he's doing something else. Yeah, she comes back in from the balcony and she's like, hey, I was just thinking we could eat here tonight. I'll go pick up some food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Michael Doug is like, great, I'll, I'll, I'll wash. Or no, She's like, let's go out. And he goes and takes a shower. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, hey, I'm going to just pick up food and we'll eat here. Yeah. He's and like, so sure. he's in the bathroom while she runs to the safe. And I thought this was dumb. It's like their anniversary day. Yeah. It, it's like the day they got married. And, and that's just like, okay. I don't know. That kind of makes sense, I guess. I guess so. But like, but it, it just discredits his a, intelligence. Yeah. His intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, this whole movie, you've been this super smart, sly person. And that's your code. Like, no. I don't know, but Whatever. they go they go super Mr. and Mrs. Smith here, and they go they fight each other, and uh, Emily ends up shooting David or Stephen, right. ends up shooting Stephen, and uh, that's it. Yeah, and as Ebert says, it's like his review. He was just like, "Well, you, you just such a cheap way to end a movie by like shooting someone." Yeah, like it could have been cool. They could have done something, but oh yeah, she just whips a gun out and kills him, and it's not that exciting. So yeah, people bring out a gun uh, when they don't know what to do. Yeah, it's okay. Or they want to wrap up the movie, I guess. Exactly. That's what he said. He's like, you want to end the movie, so just shoot him. Yeah. And she does. Yep. So that is it, man. And well, hold on. The oh. the, the the ending was a little unsatisfying here. So the, that happens. She kills mm-hmm. him. And she sits, she calls the cops. She sits there with the investigator, David Suchet, however you say his name. <laughs> And she talks about how she fought him and had to shoot him. Oh, yeah. And he just says, all he says to her is, what else could you do? Yeah. And then he says, may God be with you in Arabic, mm-hmm. which is something they established earlier in the movie. She She's speaks a, like 13 languages. Yeah, she, she speaks Arabic. And so she realizes he does. He, he takes a phone call and she like watches him and speaks Arabic to him, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she says, and, and may God be with you too. And then it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like this weird scene of like, what yeah. else What else could you do? I guess put a bow on it. I don't know. Like a half bow. Like it's just a weird bow. I don't yeah, know. I was like, why not just, you know, 
the cops come and they pan out like every other freaking yeah movie. yeah. They want to be different, I guess. I don't know. All right, I'll give my thoughts. That first. is it. That's it. We're now done. You give your thoughts. Overall, this is a well crafted, well acted film. It keeps your attention, but it just doesn't blow you away. Uh, I think Michael Douglas plays up the creep factor just a little bit too much. He's re- he, he's like really showing you that he uh, no he's in on it, and so it's just like you look beautiful today. We're like. <laughs> Wow, well, I—it just—he knows exactly that she's having an affair, mm-hmm. and he lets you know that. Yeah. Instead of being a natural acting choice and like trying to play it down, he like really ramps up the creep factor. And I love Michael Douglas, but it's just a—it's just a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. It—it's a—it's a good movie, keeps your attention, but it's just not great. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That was one of my criticisms as well. Um, if you're trying to be convincing and get through with this like this plan you wouldn't hint that you know that something is going on to your wife and nothing in the script made me feel like it was his hubris doing that like he was just trying to like let her know like he wanted her to know a little bit maybe yeah nothing led me to believe that so at the end of the day i think it was just a poor acting choice i thought gwyneth paltrow was really solid all the way through i think she was the best performance Viggo Mortensen just played a quiet guy. Um, I don't really think there was much to his character. It was kind of boring. Um, yeah, overall, I, I don't really know. It's just like there's some there's some weird things that happened in the end that like it was a clever script pretty much all the way throughout, but then the weird thing with the envelope and um, being sent to him and it's like, why wouldn't he just send it to Emily? So there's like a, there's more tension. There's something yeah, that, yeah, that something. She, there's something that she knows that she thinks he doesn't know. Yeah. But they didn't add that mystery. It was like a cheap throwaway thing at the end. Um, And then the weird ending scene. There was just like a lot of weird small things that were bad about the movie. But overall, pretty good, I thought. I would recommend watching it once, honestly. Um, I don't... This is nobody's favorite movie. I don't think anybody's (laughs) seen this more than maybe five times. No. So I'm willing to put money on I mean, like if it's on TV, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, if it is your favorite movie, uh, I will, uh, let's talk. I'll, I'll send you some <laughs> movies to watch. Uh, but yeah, just watch it once. It's okay. Middle of the road. Yeah. Scores were right on this one. I thought, yeah, that's it's, it. Yeah, that's it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always great when an episode just fizzles out like that. I know. Like, Sorry guys. <laughs> it wasn't the best. The luck of the draw here was not great, but yeah, but uh, I hope we made it interesting. Um, if that wasn't interesting, Hopefully, you listen to the show just for our famous game show. Guess Guess that that quote! Welcome to Guess That Quote! There can only be one podcast. One podcast. One podcast. Guess that quote. That's not our music at all. I don't know. That's not going to sync up. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) Let it, let it ride. Let it ride. All right, man. I gave the quote first last time. You give the quote first this time. I'm ready. All right. Uh, Are you going to time? Yes, I'm going to time. Here we go. So uh, let's just recap really quickly. The score is 11. You. Yeah. 10. Me. Yes. Uh, it's about to change. I'm about to pass you. I just want you to know that. <laughs> okay. I'm about to defeat you and crush all right, you. All right. All right. Um, maybe not. You might get this. So here we go. I'm going to give you the quote, and then I will start the timer. You have 60 seconds. You have on a total of four guesses. 
After each 20-second set, we'll stop the timer, let you guess if you haven't guessed already. So much pressure. Here we go. Archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. If it's truth you're interested in, Dr. Tyree's philosophy class is right down the hall. So forget any ideas you've got about lost cities, exotic travel, digging up the world. We do not follow maps to buried treasure, and X never, ever marks the spot. Ferk. <laughs> uh, Ferk is not a guess. Uh, my first guess is not right. I, I can tell. Um, oh my goodness. This is not hard. In it's not my... Jurassic Park, is it? No. <sighs> All right. All right, but we're, we're, we're at 20 seconds, so okay. we're going to pause. All right. Um, first, first clue. First clue is going to be Trilogy. And starting the timer now. Trilogy. The Mummy. No. Oh, my gosh. No, no. Um, so we're almost at 40 seconds here. The next clue is going to be Sean Connery. Uh, don't hold on, hold on. Just think about it, and you can guess now. I'm going to make a confession here that my Sean Connery knowledge <laughs> is not tip-top shape. Maybe um, this is where our age difference is shining through, even though it's only like three or four years. Trilogy, yep. Sean Connery. Oh my goodness. Okay, and we are stopped. Totally lost me. Um, do, do you want to? You have a guess here. I know, I know. Um, 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 um. Alcatraz. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alcatraz. Nope. The uh, right, next clue is uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, man. There are people just like screaming at me right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Trilogy Spielberg. Sean Connery. This is a movie I watched. 50 times as a, as a young man and I would still watch it again any time. I know I'm going to feel so stupid when you say it. I don't know, maybe. Um, I don't, so your time is up. I don't even have a guess. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> nope. What uh, is it? Do you get one more clue or do you? No, no, that's it. Uh, no, okay, so this is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Man, I, I've only really seen the first one. That's not ah, the first one. Yeah, I'll so. watch. You, you can, I'll give you permission to skip the second one. Okay. But All this right. is a movie you should watch. All right. Okay. so good. Okay. All right. All right. So now I have passed you. No, no I haven't. No, no. Uh, not yet. You don't I, get points I, for I me not score. getting points, you a-hole. So you, you now have 12. <laughs> You'll get this one eventually, so I'm sure you're going to pass me. Wait, so you, I've, I have 11. I've, you have 10. You did I've, not get any points from that round. No, no, but last time I caught up to you. You have 10. I have 10. No, it's 11 to 10. Okay. You said 11 to 10 last time. A minute ago. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I'm just trying to cheat and pass you. I know you are, but I'm going to keep you honest, okay. dude. Here we go. Okay. The quote is I think we're just going to have to be secretly in love with each other and leave it at that, Richie. Um, the Royal Tenenbaums. Are you serious? You yeah. picked that quote out of freaking midair? Yes, I've seen that movie a billion wow. times because I, I love that movie. That's impressive. Yes, okay. I was like, wait, I was thinking of thinking, I knew it was something because Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, I guess I got to go back to uh, no, 1930s don't go musicals. to the 30s because that's not fair. <laughs> I would not do that to you. Don't do that to me again. Hey, you never know. I might get it. Oh, 13 to 11, man. 
Okay, man, that was a zero difficulty for you. Obviously, I gotta ratchet it back yeah. up to an eight or a nine. I love that movie. Okay, uh, I can't deny it. I knew you loved it, but I didn't think that that quote would stick out to you so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's not like a, a quote, but it but it kind of is. Yeah. Okay. 13 to 11. Gabe is back in the lead. We have six episodes of this season left. Yes. That we will be playing this game because we're not going to play it in minisodes. We're not going to play it in guest episodes. Yeah. Um, so just between you and me. Six episodes left. We'll see who reigns supreme. We'll come up with some sort of stupid trophy or something. <laughs> we will. All right. Uh, so until next time, if you want to reach out to us on email, we are Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter and Facebook mm -hmm. at Rewind Cinema Pod. Matt, where can we find the beautiful music that graced our ears today? You can find these wonderful musically inclined boys at naturalanthem.net. Woo! Woo! We love that natural anthem sound. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, be sure to tune in. Next week, I don't know what we're reviewing because I don't have it in front of me, oh, but yeah. something good. We didn't even tease the last one. Something so we... sexy. We are reviewing uh, Small Soldiers. Yes! Yes. Soldiers, no poor sap ever won a war by dying for his country. He won it by being all that he can be. Damn the torpedoes or give me death. Eternal vigilance is the price of duty. And... To the victors go the spoils. So remember, you are the best of the best of the few and the proud. So ask not what your country can do for you. Only regret that you have but one life to live. The war against the Gorgonites will be won. Uh-oh. Commando Elite, let the first shot be fired. Search out the Gorgonites and frag them all. Yeah! yeah. 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 Good, I'm excited. This was a childhood favorite of mine. I uh, never saw it. I can't wait. I'm excited to revisit it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We love you. Until then, watch more, more movies. movies. Oh, dude, she's in seven. What's in the box? Oh, she isn't. Oh, yeah, she's in the box. Oh, she's in the box. <laughs> That's a spoiler no. for seven. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah.